Welcome to the uh, inaugural episode of Pastors and Patriots uh, podcast, uh, Triple P, we might call it. Um, this is a transition from the No Name podcast, which we previously had recorded. So we've uh, changed the name from No Name to actually a name called Pastors and Patriots. Yeah. And uh, we have our uh, first guest here on the show, <laughs> Dr. David D. King, Apostle King from Milltown, Milwaukee, and uh, he is a, uh, an inspiration in the Pastors and Patriots movement, and uh, I, I thought it would be great to have him on as our first guest in our, in our officially renamed show, Pastors and Patriots, and to talk a little bit about what he's doing in, in the Pastors and Patriots movement and uh, what, what, he, what actions he's personally taking to rectify the mess that our country is in. Welcome to the Pastors and Patriots podcast, Dr. King. Well, thank you, sir. Thank you. Thanks for having me. You look good. He looks good. I had to join the hat gang. <laughs> so, so, so how do we... Uh, how do we mix all this together? Pastors and patriots. I thought pastors were supposed to be like, I don't know, subdued, hiding out in the basement. We, you know who else thought that? Adolf Hitler. <laughs> <laughs> Adolf Hitler. You can look this up. He's that man, those Protestant pastors, you can get them to do anything. Yeah. They're as submissive as dogs, he said. <laughs> <laughs> Because the church at that time in Germany, you know, not the whole church yet, uh, people like Bonhoeffer and others, but a lot of the, the majority of the Christians and Christian leaders and pastors, they just hid behind Romans chapter 13. And, uh, you know, well, we can't do anything. We just got to do whatever the government tells us to do. And, you know, we, we know what the result of that was, the church not standing up to Adolf Hitler and the tyrannical rule of what, what he was doing. And that one didn't happen overnight. That took years. It took years of, of submissive, uh, not pa submissive, passive activity or inactivity by the church. You know, and so when I see yeah. somebody like Dr. King, man, fires me up. Well, you know, I look at it as you got patriots. And they're fighting, and they're fighting for everything. They're fighting for freedom. They're fighting for children. They're fighting um, for less government. And and after they get through fighting, they go sit in somebody's church. Mm. And so I'm like, okay, we have to have the 21st century Black Robe Regiments. And those are pastors that took off the robes and said, okay, we're getting in this fight with you guys. We're going to fight for freedom as well. And, and so when you, when you look at it, um, people get inspired when they see spiritual leaders out there. You know, they, 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 really, they really love to see the person that they're trusting with their soul, also with them for their freedom to choose and, and have that right to choose. So when you look at, so, well, so when you look at, 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 at some and, and Pastor Roger contested this, 
folk during the exodus out of those churches where leadership would not stand up for them. Yeah. Yeah, I know the, the, you know, Roger, you know a little bit, the reason, uh, and David, I told you before we started a little bit that, the, you know, we, we, we left the state of Minnesota because, uh, fed up with all the things that were going on there. But I remember distinctly some of the very large churches were very quiet during everything. And, and that was, it was so disappointing that I, I would have to believe there was a lot of other people that felt the same way, but there was also a lot of people said, Oh, okay, let's just go along with this. But I think, I don't know. I lost my, uh, well, let's put it this way. We never went back to that denomination uh, or that, that church and not that there's anything wrong with them or the church in general. It's just that there was no leadership out of, I guess the thought was if there's anybody that would be able to fight the enemy, it should have been us. And, and they were hiding in the basement instead. So. Yeah. And you know, when you look at it, it's supposed to be us as leaders forefront. And we are supposed to be not just the Bible says my people perish because of lack of knowledge. So we thought it was just scriptures that we supposed to know, but Jesus said it. He said, the children of darkness are smarter than the children of light. Why? Because they took the principles of God and they applied it. Why the church who says they know God, but don't understand the principles of God. And so those of us that understand the principles know that we're supposed to be in all seven mountains, activated in all seven mountains, being that yeast in all seven mountains, and not allowing the... Uh, Oh, I like that switch up, Roger. And don't like the, uh, <laughs> uh, um, and don't don't allow uh, the enemy to take over because every inch that we give the enemy, we as the church lose something, or we as the body of Christ. So when we allow, when we didn't say anything, and we allow immorality in, now you got immorality running wild. You know, in San Francisco, yeah. they got a whole gay man choir singing, we're coming for your children. What do you think about that, Pastor Roger? Well, you know, I think right now what we're seeing is a lack of, in a lot of churches, we are seeing that lack of leadership, you know, in, in especially in, in a relationship to what the government, some of these government mandates, you know, the lockdowns, um, the, uh, you know, limitations on how big your service can be, um, forcing people to wear face coverings to go to church and uh, just, and, and it's, I guess it's one thing to, um, to be in a city or a state where they're making these, or where the, they're, the government saying these things, but it's a completely another thing for the church to actually try to enforce them or to abide by them. Yeah. You know what I mean? For a church to, 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 to shut down for months on end because the government said you need to stop having church service because it's too dangerous. When the abortion clinics and the liquor stores and the pot dispensaries can stay open, like, yeah. How, how you know, or the or the drive-through restaurant can stay open, and in some places the churches were shut down, and they kept the restaurants open, and people could eat lunch, but they couldn't go to church. Yeah. I mean, just like not you know, like in California, some of that. I mean, they paid all big bucks over there. 
but even the churches that won that battle out in California, there was only a few churches that stood up. The rest of them complied. And, you know, and, and what we're seeing around here is, uh, you know, the cities or, you know, counties or whatever um, saying, okay, now we're going to put this mandate in place and everybody has to wear a mask to go in, to go inside for anything, you know? Yeah. Well, that's a very, um, that's, that's very arbitrary enforcement. If you go, I mean, I don't really wear a mask, you know, very many places at all that I want to go. And even the places that say, oh, you have, it, it, when I'm, it, you know, where I live right now, I don't have to wear, there's no requirements anywhere. But if I travel into certain counties or cities, then it's like, oh, you have to put this mask on your face to go into a building. Well, most of the time, I don't even pay attention to that. And I just go into the building and nobody says anything. But there's churches in these cities and these counties where if I wanted to go in as a parishioner, I would be forced to wear a mask on my face. But I can go into the restaurant next door or the liquor store or wherever without putting a mask on my, I have more freedom outside the church. It's weird in the real, in the, the mechanism of enforcement is the church itself. Yeah. There's not like some, there's not like some police officer standing at the door making people mask on It's the church that's doing it, you know, which I just think is really crazy. Well, you know, or the, the church that's complying with the with with the with the these measures of limitations on services and yeah you know or the church is encouraging people to go out and you know get an experimental drug injection or the you know, the leadership of the church is just so like on board with everything the government is saying you know. Well, I got to ask a question to both of you because we we switched the name from from no name to. Uh, Pastors Patriots podcast, right? So I looked up, here's the definition of the word patriot, a person who vigorously supports their country and is prepared to defend it against enemies or detractors. So how do you as pastors also be a patriot? And, and, and man, how do we, how do we, how do we tell what we're defending these days? Well, first of all, we're defending some of everything as pastors. First of all, we gotta we gotta defend the First Amendment because if we don't, as pastors, doesn't have freedom to speak, then we're in trouble already, right there. And all right, and so we and we also have to defend the family. Okay, right now the the government controls our family and not not individuals. So we have to fight to get the laws to be reversed where the powers go back in the hands of the parents and not the school board or the government. So there's a lot of different types of freedom that uh, that we have to fight. And, and the thing about fighting is that either we believe what the word of God says or we don't. And that's what we're really fighting for. We're fighting for to, that we will be able to be free to exercise what we believe the word of God says. The life and the culture that comes from the word of God. Roger? Yeah. Um, well, all right. I'm gonna read you something that I uh that I put out to um my church. Uh for uh, pastors and patriots event we just uh did this past Friday. Um <laughs> Join us as pastors and patriots gather to celebrate our God-given American freedom 
and to awaken the church and country to stand against the current evil schemes of our enemy. America is under siege by establishment politicians. Fighting for America is under siege by establishment politicians, corrupt bureaucrats, corporate socialists, medical tyrants, and Marxist thugs. This is not just about your freedom, but the freedoms of every generation to come. We need to steward well this gift of America God has given these satanic, God-hating, freedom-stealing, baby-killing, demonically-driven radicals can only de be defeated by the body of Christ. We were born for such a time as, as this. And that's the reality. Like, our church, the church and the country is under attack by a lot of darkness, a lot of evil schemes of the enemy. And the reason why the country is in the state in is because the church is in the state it's in. You know, the yeah. reason why the, the country is acting weak is because the church is acting weak. And it, it is really about the church waking up to really what does the word of God say, you know, what's important, you know, and if I have, and we, and we saw that, I, I saw this in, 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 in my city and, and, and we actually saw it across the country. We saw churches shutting down and not in, 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 in not holding services, telling their, telling their members not to go to Bible studies. But then we also saw those same organizations, same churches encouraging their members to go out in marks in, in in protest in marks in with the marxists and the radical leftists and yeah. stand in solidarity with them because it was too dangerous to go to church and sing a song but it's not too dangerous to go out and chant uh marxist chants in the street hmm. and stand shoulder to shoulder there but it's too dangerous so like if you go out to one of these protests and you don't bring your bible and you don't sing a worship song you're safe that doesn't make any sense you yeah. know and so what we need is we need to see the, the church awaken to the, real, the reality of, of where we're at as a country and the reality of what scripture says about the church. Because the church is supposed to be the most powerful entity on the planet, period. Not the government, the church. It seems like there's a lot of noise uh, out there that to beat down this message you were just talking about, uh, to... Uh, to uh, I don't know how to how to say it, but it, but the, the noise is trying to override what you guys are both talking about. You know what I mean, to to keep people uh, uh, away from the truth, I guess, right? Well, you you oh, got to understand man. if they can get the church, if they can get the church to push their message, then they think they won because why mm -hmm. the community trusts the church. Yeah. So when you got churches saying you can't come to church unless you be vaccine, you know, and you're sitting there like, are you done lost your mind? First, you're telling them before Corona, come as you are. Now you're telling them you ain't you can't come as you are unless you show me your card. Yeah. You're, you know, I mean, it's, it's, it's just crazy on how yeah. they're how they're they're doing it. But those are not the true church of God, because you got to remember the Bible says if you are ashamed of me. And my word, not just saying you belong to me, but my word. If you're ashamed to stand on that word, then he says, I will be ashamed of you before my father. So, so it's a lot of people that, that call themselves part of a church that God's going to say, Christ is going to say, I'm ashamed of you. You were ashamed of me. So now I'm ashamed of you. So, so what are you hoping with this series that we're going to be doing? Where, where, where are we going? What's what's the 
What's the mission here, buddy? Well, don't honestly, well, what I really believe. Really. <laughs> well, no, we, Go ahead, what we need to do is we need to, we, we need to see some. Well, what are you going to say, David? I want to hear what you have to say. David, what do you got? Huh? I want to hear you. What do you got, man? Well, my goal uh, for the whole thing is, is a revival in our state, not only just for our freedom, but it's a revival for pastors who thought they was by themselves. Mm. Okay, so so like for example, that's how me and Roger met. I didn't close my church in Milwaukee. He didn't close his church in Madison. We started doing outside service, and we we're like, "Hey, wait a minute, we're not alone here." You know, it's two of us. You know, and now we just found another pastor just by doing the revival. Um, who was talking about he was willing to go to jail. So mm. you know, now you got pastors saying, "I'm not alone." I'm not the only one think like this because sometimes as pastors, we could think we're the only one, you know, but there is other pastors across the state that's saying, wow, I like you guys. Y'all think like me. So that's a revival right there to encourage the pastors, you know, and then we take our our rightful place, even in government and in education, we put godly people because the Bible says, when the righteous are in office, the people rejoice. So we need to put people in, not just not just go to church, but we need to put people in there that really know God and their lives says they know God. Now, uh, speaking of that, David, I know you. I know I told you we weren't going to be very long. I think you got to leave here in about five minutes. But well, I can get, I can drive and still got- talk. <laughs> we want to keep it safe man we want to keep it yeah. safe brother now with, well we but i know we'll be safe. Uh, oh i think you're, you're saying what you're saying is you, you're, what you're saying is you gotta leave right now <laughs> uh, <laughs> i know can you, can you um well can you, uh, jimmy can you just keep going I, I can hear i i just got to get a jacket keep going i can hear so you are, what are you doing, man? You are making a difference. You just talked about people putting godly people in office. And I believe one of those godly people going to put in office is you. Right? We're putting yes. you in office. Oh, lieutenant yeah. Because I'm running for lieutenant governor for the state of Wisconsin. Amen. Now, if if yeah. uh, if somebody wants to know more about that, where can they go to get more information? They can go to king4wi.com. And if they're on Facebook, they can go. Yep. King4wi.com. And that's F-O-R-W-I. Okay. King.com. F-O-R-W-I.com. And on Facebook, they can look you up at? King for Wisconsin Lieutenant Governor. It's a group that we have out there. Okay, and that and they can get information on that, and then also I want to get out here because um, we're going to get this podcast posted relatively quick. Praise the Lord! And uh, it's going to be uh, we got some you got a thing coming up on. Uh, I just want to give up give your calendar out here real quick. You got something coming up October eighth in. Uh, oh, October October eighth, October eighth in Sheboygan, the Wisconsin Revival Rally. Wow. Um, keynote speaker for that one would be K. Carl Smith. He is the creator of the Frederick Douglass Republican Engagement Strategy. 
and that is pastors and patriots coming together and rallying on uh, October 8th. Then on top October 24th, we will be back in Johnson Creek. And then on October 25th, we'll be in Brookfield at the uh, saloon on Calhoun. Yeah, I can't wait for that one. <laughs> and on the, I know. And on the 25th, I'm the keynote speaker on that one. Yeah, and we're going to have um, – there's going to be more dates popping up, but those are just the ones that we got you got set up right now. You can take my heart. You can